if you are waiting for a sign to be like, start now. Start this now. Your, this is this your, your sign. sign. <laughs> Welcome back to the second episode of Girl Gaze. Let's cure your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for brunch with me and special guests as we chat about all things fashion, career building, and adulting. So before we get into this episode, please subscribe, follow along on Insta at Girl Gaze Pod and me at Taylor Bradford and make sure to leave a five-star review after listening. So today I have a very special guest on. Her name is Sam Fair, and we actually know each other through a mutual connection at Cosmo. Do you want to do a little introduction? Yeah, sure. Uh, hey guys, my name is Sam. I'm 22 years old. I studied journalism at Elon University, which is how I ended up at Cosmo. Um, I love what I do there. I also have a bunch of side hustles. I do some content creation work on Instagram. I run an online boutique. I do brand consulting and digital marketing for a company that supports emerging fashion designers. Um, jack of all trades, but master of none. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Do you want to do a little Insta self plug for um, our listeners? Sure. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Samantha Fair. That's F E H E R for those of you who can't spell fair, which honestly, even sometimes <laughs> I can. In today's episode, we are talking about what it's like to attend New York Fashion Week post grad life in New York City because we both just moved here. What it's like for Sam to work at Cosmo. How to start your own side hustle on top of your full-time job, how to stay motivated, balance, work life, every, we're getting to everything today. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so excited that you are here. Same. So let's get started with our gaze of the week. Cool. So in every single episode, we start off with the gaze of the week, which is basically just a thought or realization, big or small, that you've reflected on during the week prior. So something that I've really been focused on lately is gratitude and reflection. Um, so last week, I think for the first time it was, I posted a selfie on my Instagram story and just wrote this whole long caption. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. Creepy, creepy <laughs> not creepy. Stories. It's like cool. It's cool. Um, but it was basically I was just having a really happy moment. I was thinking about what I had done that past weekend and all the things I had accomplished that day. And I was like, there's just no way any 22 year old could do that by herself. Like that's not. It, I didn't do it because I'm some like amazing like person who's like on a different level. I did it because I'm surrounded by people and I was lucky enough to be surrounded by the opportunities to do those things. And I just found myself being really grateful for my surroundings and in a lot of ways I feel like it's this life I built and this network of people that I built. So I don't not give myself credit for that, but I also think credit, you know, Credits do where it's due and all the people around me are so supportive and, you know, give me responsibilities that maybe I don't even deserve, right? Like maybe I don't even really know what I'm doing, but they took a risk with me and they let me do these things and they produced these results and like gave me this life that I'm so grateful for and that I'm so excited about all the time. Um, so gratitude has been something I've been thinking about a lot lately and I'm trying to find ways to kind of let it manifest in my life. So I have been taking a few minutes to reflect every day on like the things I accomplished and and kind of the stepping stones it took me to get there, whether it was like a person giving me an assignment that we both thought was a little bit out of my league or like someone even just inviting me to drinks and being like, I think you should meet this person, they're great and I think you guys will have a lot to talk about. And those things lead to you know, these opportunities that you would not otherwise find in your life. And so finding ways for, like for me, finding ways to express my gratitude has been really good for self-reflection and self-awareness. And I feel like I'm really, um, it's helping me take advantage of the opportunities when they arise, because I know that even if, you know, it's a hard road or like whatever, if I have a rough day, I'm like, people my age don't get to do this, let alone get paid for it. I get paid all the time to do stuff I love. So um, a long-winded way of saying my latest endeavor is practicing gratitude and self-reflection. And I love that. And I also think when you express your gratitude toward other people and let them know, it blows their world up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, people are really excited to hear that. And I think it 
in turn motivates them to do more of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. When they give me something or give me the tools I need to succeed in something and I express that, they're like, oh, what I did just now changed her world or at least her day or something. It had this impact. And when they realize that, they do more of it. And I think that's what keeps the world turning, right? Is people realizing that what they're doing is impacting others in a positive way. They just want to do more of it. And that's amazing. I agree. I also think self-reflection is really important for self-growth. Mm-hmm. So even just taking the few, and you just said you just took a few minutes. It's not like you were meditating for 20, 30 minutes, which is like a commitment a, and like kind of unattainable for at least yeah. me because it's hard for me to not even be checking my email every five minutes. And right. You never want to miss something. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Well, I love that gaze Thanks. of the week. <laughs> so my gaze of the week is actually related to what you were just saying about sometimes getting assigned projects or new opportunities that may be out of your league. And while that can be super exciting and make you feel like you're improving and that your bosses trust you, it can also be kind of overwhelming at the same time. So my gaze of the week is when you're faced with a challenge that you may not be an expert at, or maybe it's your first time, you know, taking a stab at it, believe in yourself and try to not doubt yourself. So when I first started my fashion assistant position at the New York Post and Alexa, I had my first solo run through. So I'm sure most of you have seen The Devil Wears Prada. So think back to the scene where Meryl Streep is in her office and all of these people are frantically bringing in racks of clothing, showing her different things and hoping to get you know, a good reaction out of her. And with the two blue belts that are very different, but Anne Hathaway seems to think that they're exactly the same. So that whole scene is basically what a run-through is. But what that scene doesn't show you is how to prepare for one. <laughs> so the editor sat me down and was like, I'm really looking for metallic outfits and accessories and jewelry for this one shoot to match this Bottega bag, this amazing blue Bottega bag. I literally gasped when it came into the fashion closet. Anyway, so I was like, okay, really excited. So the first thing I do is I list a bunch of brands, including Runway and just, you know, high-end brands. And I do some research and find my favorite items. And then I go into my contacts and I reached out to request the items that I felt best fit my editor's vision. So I remember on Friday, I was trying to confirm everything, but some of the things were going to have to get there on Monday. And Monday was my run through. That day, my coworker who sits across from me in the fashion closet was on set. And both of our interns don't work on Monday. So I was in the fashion closet alone the entire day. I remember I kept on getting emails saying, oh, like this is delivered. This is in your building, whatever. And so I probably made like 10 trips that day running down to get the garment bags and then going back up the escalator, going back up the elevator, like trying to take my key card out to open up the door. People, it was definitely humorous to people watching me because it was just back and forth, back and forth. I probably saw those people in the mail room. That was the most I've ever seen them ever one day, I think. Then I was frantically checking all of the items in, hanging them up on the rack, trying to make everything perfect, like laying out all the jewelry properly so that my editor could see them. It was just the craziest day. Like literally, quite literally did not have time to go to the bathroom, let alone have lunch. After that day, I came home and I called my mom and told her a much longer winded version of that story. She kept on trying to push the story along. I was like, okay, okay, but ha- like, what's the end result? What happened? That's really what matters. No matter you know how crazy your day was, if something went right, if a designer's clothing didn't get there in time, the end result was that the run through went really well. And my editor found pieces that she absolutely loved and my general point of this entire story is even though this was new to me and I almost had a nervous breakdown, everything worked out because I worked really hard. And once everything was coming together, I started to believe in myself. But looking back now, I feel as though if I were to have believed in myself from the start, my day would have went much smoother. Yeah. And I, I think it, it makes you perform better if you have that self-confidence too. And another thing I always think about is, have you ever seen that meme where it's like, in high school, getting a 75% on a test was like 
soul crushing and your mom would be mad at you and you'd be like crying at the end of class like whatever but in the real world getting 75% of something right is kind of amazing like that's a lot and especially like you're new in your position and when you're new to something the whole entire experience is a learning curve so even getting 75% of something right your first like month-ish on the job is a huge win in my book yeah but also just like the other 25% 25% I'm doing the math correctly mm-hmm. okay yeah just fake until you make it the other yeah. 25% seriously I think that helps okay so in my first episode if you guys haven't already listened definitely go ahead and take a listen to that I talked about the five girl gaze approved steps to landing your dream job or internship and I figured it would be the perfect way to start off this episode as a little segue so our listeners can kind of see someone else's perspective on it. So the first step was to find your passion. Yeah, um, I think that is almost the only step that matters, right? So uh, for me, it was like if I didn't love what I was doing, I never gave it my all, never. I mean, in whatever, from middle school on, I didn't find myself that fond of like studying and taking tests and whatever, and I did fine in school. But I was not a straight A student because I didn't care that much. I was like, what am I getting out of this? A letter grade and a you know diploma at the end of it? Great. Like, I'm going to get that whether I get B's or whether I get A's or whatever. Um, so for me, it was this whole thing is about passion. Um, that's why I keep putting so many more jobs on my resume all at the same time is because I love what I'm doing and I want to do it as much as possible. I want to fill my life with that thing. And I think having that... like that passion makes you motivated to do well in it it makes you motivated to succeed and then that success turns into you know amazing results you it's it's money but it's also opportunities it's also connections and it's funny there are two camps of thought which sometimes overlap but um there's this thought that it's like become financially stable enough that you forget it's payday, right? Well, mine is love what you do enough that you forget it's payday. And I think you can have both, right? Like I also want enough money to forget it's payday and be like, ah, yes, like pocket change. (laughs) Shopping Um, day. But we live in New York and we're 22, so it's not like that yet. And it shouldn't be like that yet. And it's almost one of my favorite things about New York that it's not like that yet because it reminds me to like stay humble and put in my hours and grind. You know, we're 22. We're not, we're not here to be like meeting with the big wigs and like spending $200 on dinner. Like we're here to grind and we're here to live in shitty apartments and do the things we love even if it means taking a pay cut, you know, like it's worth it. Yeah, especially because we are in a new industry and totally immersed and get to meet really cool people and network. That's now, how we every met. single day we meet. You yes. like brought your ass to Cosmo and I was like, hey, and <laughs> now here we are. I think networking is really important and can be really valuable. I think it's a skill. I think it's a soft skill people should put on their resumes. Um, I know too many people who meet someone who could, you know, change their life and they just like let that connection fade off into the sunset. And it's like, that's not how things work if you want to do what you love. You need to take advantage of the people you meet, not, you know, in a negative way, but it's just like the people you meet are the, that's where you get the opportunities. Like if you were by yourself all day, nothing would happen. Um, It's all about meeting people. Um, Have you had one specific person that you have in mind when you just said, you know, if you meet someone amazing who could potentially change your life and then you just let that fade away or have, how did you stay in touch with them? Yeah. So, um, this is a funny story actually. So, Not that it necessarily helped me get my job today, but I think it would have if things didn't go the way they did. Um, I'll kind of explain. I was at Fashion Week, my first Fashion Week, actually, when I was in college, and um, I had flown back from Elon to New York City to attend. Yeah, it was just fun. I was, uh, at the time, I was freelancing for Stylecaster um, for the fashion and beauty teams. And how did you remind me how you... So I interned there my, uh, the summer after my junior year. It was like my last internship before I was going to like go get a real job. And I just really clicked with the team there and they were a small team. So I got a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, they hired a senior fashion editor. Her name was Lindsay. Shout out Lindsay. Um... (laughs) And she and I just really were on the same wavelength all the time. We really, we wrote in the same voice. We had 
very similar ideas and we just had the same workflow. So um, I was lucky because she gave me a lot of responsibility. And when I left that internship to go back to school, she was like, do you want to keep freelancing for me? I would love to pay you on a, you know, per story basis to write for Stylecaster. And I was like, absolutely. Like I'm in college, I need money, but I also want to build my portfolio because I knew I wanted to work at Cosmo. And she knew I wanted to work at Cosmo and was like so supportive of that for me, which I was really grateful for. So, um, I was freelancing for Stylecaster and I flew home in September of my senior year to go to fashion week. And I was at the Alice and Olivia presentation and Caitlyn Jenner walked in with, <laughs> at the time, her brand new girlfriend. And it was like a huge news yeah. story, right? Like nobody, everyone had seen them out like one time together. So they had no information. It was like a very hot news topic. So they walked in like three steps in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Every attendee, everyone there just swarms. So oh, I can't like even this, imagine. It's like a hurricane. And Caitlyn Jenner's in the eye of the storm. And I'm kind of standing on the outskirts. And the only other person in the room who doesn't swarm is Aya Kanai. And if you don't know who she is, if you're listening, she is the executive fashion director for the Hearst Women's Group. And I, being a psychopath, being obsessed with Cosmo and magazines and fashion since I was literally a child, (laughs) I knew who she was. Oh yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Like I've been following her on Instagram since I was like 15. Like it's (laughs) fun, whatever. Um, And I see her and I'm like, I grab Lindsay, who's with me at the presentation, and I go holy shit. She goes, Caitlyn Jenner? And I was like, no, Aya can I? She was like, oh yeah. Like, she was like, Aya's great. And um, I was like, I'm going to go talk to her. And she was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, bye. And so everyone's in this corner of the building and I go up to Aya and I'm like, hey, my name is Sam. I'm graduating from college in a couple months and I am a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan of the brands you work for. Um, I would love to learn more about your job and I fully plan on applying to Hearst Magazines when I graduate. It's been my dream forever and not just because working at Cosmo sounds cool but because I've like done my research and I know what Cosmo is about and I care about the brand and um, I just think the work you guys are doing is revolutionary and she was like, wow, that's really cool of you. Um, When you graduate, bring me your resume, like come to the Hearst Tower and like pop into my office and like we'll set something up and I was like, cool. Um, So then, uh, what is it, like, Two and a half months pass, and I like cannot wait to graduate because I'm like I'm gonna bring Aya my resume. Yeah. Like, this is and my you, moment. You grad- so you graduated early. Yes. So I graduated in December. So when okay. I met her, it was like end of September. Like two months later, I was actually preparing to graduate. Yeah. So it was it was convenient timing where I feel like Talk if I did reach out to her, by the way. <laughs> hey, um, hustler. But it was good timing because I felt like if I did reach out to her, she would remember that moment because yeah. it wasn't you know two years ago. Um, so end of November rolls around, I'm preparing to graduate, I'm working on my resume and my cover letters and whatever, and I'm um, preparing to reach out to her, and the my job that I have now goes up on LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is my moment. And I realized I didn't have any contact information for her team. Oh. Um, I was like, I, I guess I like know how to get her, right? Like I could DM her on Instagram or like I had some other... Um, email addresses from people at Hearst yeah. who I could be like, hey, mind putting me in touch with Aya. But um, it all just kind of happened so fast that I ended up not. I applied for the job and then like, I was like, oh, if I don't hear back in like a day or two, I'll reach out to Aya and see if like maybe I should meet with her and like, you know, try to work my way through this. And I, you know, I got lucky and I heard back within like 12 hours. And then That's like, crazy. they were like, come to New York, interview with Jess. So I interviewed with Jess. I flew back to New York So that your night. first interview was with Jess. Yeah, my For only those of you who don't know, Jess interview. is the editor-in-chief of Cosmo. Yeah, she was my only interview. Wow. Yeah, so, um, so they were like, can you interview with Jess? I was like, absolutely. When do you want me? They were like, tomorrow? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got I'll on be a plane. There. Yeah, I got on a plane like three hours later and I was on my way to New York. Um... And from then the Elon. next day, from Elon, North Carolina. <laughs> so I um, interviewed with Jess, went home the same evening because I had an exam that night. Oh my uh, God. My teacher was like, you can't just skip the exam. I was like, okay. So I like, went <laughs> back. Interview. Come I on. was in New York for like six hours and then I like flew back, uh, took my exam. And then by the time I was out of my exam, I had an email waiting for me in my inbox that was from Team Cosmo being like, can you complete this edit test? Mm-hmm. Completed the edit test, sent it like a couple hours later. The next morning, they were like, thanks so much. Like, we'll be in touch if we think it's a good fit. And then the day after that, um, my phone rang and it was Team Cosmo. I didn't even have time to reach out to Aya. Like, 
it it worked out really nicely um, and it was convenient. But I love that story about me and Aya because on my first day at Cosmo, I was in Jess's office helping her out with something. Um, and, you know, we were still kind of getting to know each other and yeah. she was introducing me to the rest of the team. And Aya walks into her office while I'm standing in there and is talking to Jess. And Jess is like, Aya, this is Sam, my new assistant. And I'm like, hey. And she goes, you look so familiar. Do we know each other? And I was like, actually, it's funny you mention it. I ambushed you at Fashion Week two months ago. And she was like, oh, my God, I remember that moment. That was great. And I was like, it was a, a very memorable moment for me. Yeah. Like, you know, she's someone I really um, look up to. And I was like, yeah, it was a great moment. And she was like, and now you work here? And I was like, yeah. And we were both like, no shit. Like, I work here. Like, that was, <laughs> it was just a very cool moment. And I think um, now, you know, we um, have worked on a lot of projects together. And I feel really lucky to mm -hmm. just be around her and to, um, I look to her for advice all the time. And we yeah. were just in um, a, overseas at, on a confidential Cosmo project together. Um, and I got to, you know, pick her brain and we're like, pretty tight now and I, I think networking like for me networking isn't how I got my job right yeah. but for me networking is how I built that relationship with Aya mm -hmm. and I have no doubt that we are going to be connections for each other down the road I mean Alexander Wang was her intern like wait what yeah <gasps> I cannot I learned that while we were um abroad together a few weeks ago she was like yeah he was like one of my first interns at casual Tino. right and I was like <laughs> It's like that kind of stuff where it's like if you just do that networking, regardless of who the person is, like you treat them with respect and you, you know, make an effort to get to know them, you learn things like that. And then you're like, Alexander Wang was her intern and look where he is now. Mind blown. Right. She's a good person to know. But she's also just like a cool person to know. Yeah. And like having her input on the stuff I do is really great. And um, I don't work in fashion. I work in journalism, but she's like, Hey, if you ever want to hop on a fashion shoot, like I would love to have you as an assistant on the fashion shoot. Like I think you would she really cares. thrive there. Like she wants me to do stuff I like and she wants me to succeed and like making that connection, like doing that, you know, it was a very low effort networking yeah. moment, but it's turned into something that I think is going to be, you know, huge down yeah. the road. I think she's so smart and just even having her input on the little things I do every day has made a huge impact on my career. I think it's so important to develop those relationships with people. If you see someone who you recognize who's in the field that you potentially want to go into or even for me, I forgot, I didn't even mention this in the first um, episode, but I remember I was in the city on my way to a cover shoot for University Girl, the magazine that I started, and this woman sitting across from me on the LIRR is dressed super chic. I just started a conversation with her. I was like, did you graduate recently? She ended up working at Theory. And at the time I was a junior in college and I we ended up you know, networking and I ended up getting offered an internship. My path didn't end up there, but that led to a job opportunity. That led to something that you know, for a lot of people is the start of your career. Like that kind of stuff is so invaluable. And I think a lot of people, um, don't take advantage of those moments when they're presented them. Yeah. And so I think it's a skill everyone should develop. 100%. so important. And in the first episode, I talk a lot about sliding into people's LinkedIn DMs, Insta DMs to network, but also it's just as powerful, actually possibly even more powerful to network in person because I remembered oh, way you. Way more powerful. Yeah. She remembered you. Yeah, that makes an impact. It really does. And I think people don't, people are like, oh, they'll forget, like it doesn't matter, but it, it does. Yeah. So we both agree, networking. Network, yeah. Definitely network. <laughs> but not getting discouraged is something that I also, like persistence is everything. When I was applying for my internship at Stylecaster, mm -hmm. you want to guess how many internships I applied to before that one? How many? I applied for 52 fucking internships before I got one that I thought was like, on my level that I thought I would really grow and learn from, that I really was interested in and liked, but yeah. also would accept me. Like a lot of things I'd apply for, it was like, yeah, I have this great experience running an Instagram, like starting it from scratch, going into 50,000 plus followers at the time. Um, like I had done editorial work before, like I had a portfolio. And there are some people who just like don't take interns who don't have experience at places mm -hmm. like Cosmo. So it it's a hustle and it's a struggle and you know, I tweaked and 
And another word of advice, don't use the same cover letter for all 52 of those applications. Oh, 100%. I, it, don't. I, you don't have to write a full new cover letter, but honestly, like the majority of my cover letter was different every time. So I wrote 52 cover letters for one internship. And, and yeah, by the end I was getting discouraged. I would call my mom and burst into tears sometimes and be like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I think I'm smart and I think yeah. I have what it takes. Like, I don't understand what they're not seeing in me. And she's like, it's going to come. Like, the right one's going to come. And it did because the right one was Stylecaster. And it, it led me to Aya at Fashion Wing. It led me to Lindsay, who now is a really good friend. And, you know, she and I just like are really supportive of each other and yeah. it's so great to have her in my network and it led me to Cosmo which was my dream job forever and still is my dream job. I think persistence and like not getting discouraged is a huge part of the battle because I think there are so many people who hear no a bunch of times and they start to just believe it and I think I got lucky too because growing up a dancer, actor, singer, you hear no a lot and you yeah. have to persist. Like your job is to hear no and bounce back. Um, so I learned that skill from a very young age and I think it helped me down the road. But, um, if you guys don't know that skill yet, know it now, like yeah. now is the time to believe in yourself and just really put in the hustle. When yeah. you think when you're in college that you have no time, you think you're so busy because you want to drink all day Saturday and you want to sleep in all day Sunday, but being in the real world now and also having been the person in college being like, I have no time for this you have more time now than you're ever going to have again. 100%. Like, until you're retired. Oh, 100%. I, like, you can't have time find... in your classes to do other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, I literally cannot find time to, like, make dinner at night. <laughs> like, you have time now. Use it. I don't like, have time to eat lunch during the day. Seriously, <laughs> I haven't had a lunch break since I was, like, 17. <laughs> um, but seriously, like, you have the time now, even if you don't feel like you do. Like, sacrifice like half an hour of getting ready time or like sacrifice that pregame to like finish your cover letter and submit yeah. it to a job and to be like the first one in their inbox because it's worth it. If you are waiting for a sign to be like, start now, start this is now, your, this, is this is your, your sign, sign. <laughs> do it. I think I really would have regretted it if I didn't. To apply for my Cosmo job, I was planning to go to this like huge Saturday day drink and like me and my friends were gonna get like wasted and like dress all cute and like have the Take best pictures. time ever. <laughs> like yeah, we were gonna have a whole day and my one friend texted me at 10.30 in the morning and was like, hey, like we're starting to get ready. Like do you wanna come over? Like we're gonna go to breakfast and like do our hair and like whatever. And just like, I was like an application went up on LinkedIn for Cosmo last night. I'm gonna take the day off and spend the whole day like working on it. And I literally look back on the day and be like, that's the day that changed my life. I can give up a couple of like jungle juices for this moment, <laughs> you know, like for the moment I get that phone call and burst into tears and like tackle my friends to the ground and everyone <laughs> in the room. I remember like everyone in my apartment was fucking screaming when I got my offer. I hung up the phone and I literally hit the floor crying and yes, we got wasted that day. I skipped everything. <laughs> and that wasted made up for the wasted I missed oh, when I was applying for that job because that that moment, it was like every single thing I had done for my entire young life culminated in that moment where I was like, that has been my dream for 22 years and here I am achieving it. It helps me work with intention to feel like everything I do has an impact on my future. I think that's good advice. Thanks. So tell me, what is it like to work at Cosmo and specifically mm -hmm. with Jess? I love my job. It is different every day. Jess is the most supportive person in my life besides like my mom and my boyfriend. Like That's I, amazing. I, mean, I think um, it's easy. It can be easy, I think, when you're in a position of power to take your assistance granted because your job is to work on the bigger picture. And so what you need is for your team to, this is something I learned, you know, in my position, mm -hmm. what you need a lot of times is for your team to do a lot of heavy lifting on their part. And then you need someone to organize all that stuff and bring it to you so that you can synthesize it and turn it into something bigger. Mm -hmm. Turn that information that your team already has, you just need to collect it, into something that's going to make a million dollars or like become this revolutionary aspect of your magazine. Yeah. Um, a new franchise. Yeah. And so I think it's really easy for someone in that position to kind of take that for granted and just be like, that's your job. Like, just do it. But I have never once in my you know, 10 month career. Um, <laughs> I've never once felt like Jess has taken advantage of me or taken me for granted. She is so supportive. And part of the reason I'm her assistant is because when we interviewed, we could tell we were going to click. Mm -hmm. It was just a very natural moment for us where we were like, oh, this is going to work. Um, 
And you see that in the way we interact every single day. Like she is, you know, going to be, I can already, I already know she's going to be the most influential person in my career. Um, and I'm so grateful because it is so rare that you get a person like that in your life, let alone in your career, let alone in your first job. Good Cosmo, I feel like the brand is doing such impactful things for our generation of young mm -hmm. women right now. I mean, we've got presidential candidates coming in once a week. If I told people I worked at Cosmo, they'd be like, oh, what are you gonna do? Like, tell me how to give a blowjob. And like, that's not invaluable advice. Like, that's not not valuable advice just because it's like sex advice. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff is still valuable. And like, you know, people don't, I don't know, like people don't get the sex ed they need. and like. That's something I'm still proud of us doing. Um, but it's also like this brand can do stuff like teach you how to give a blowjob, but it can also do stuff like getting Pete Buttigieg to discuss his like policy on yeah, firearms. And getting people to vote. And yeah, and like these stories that we've been putting out with the Kennedys have been picked up by like Fox News, and this brand is doing things that you know, no brand like ours has ever seen before. Even when I'm doing little things like returning something from the fashion closet, like you are working as part of a bigger, well-oiled machine that yeah. is changing the world every single day. And that is what is so inspiring to me about it. And that's why when people are like, does your job kind of suck because you're basically an assistant? I'm like, hell no. Because I'm an assistant, I get to see every single thing up close and personal. Mm -hmm. I know everyone. I'm the one they have to go to to like mm -hmm. get a hold of Jess and other people. Um, and all you have to do once you're in that position is make the right impression. Mm -hmm. I'm with Jess all the time. I get to see everything up close and personal. I know stuff before everyone else knows stuff. Yeah. And that's also part of why I feel like when I um, move into a different role, I mean, this is only my first role, but when I move into a different role, I think I'm going to be really jealous of the assistant for a little bit. Like, it's going to take some time to adjust to not being the person who knows everything first and, yeah. like, gets to see all that close up. Um so I feel really grateful for my job every single day. And I think that's rare. Like I don't I think a lot of people in an assistant level role feel like they're taken advantage of or like they're not appreciated or like, you know, it's just a stepping stone to get to the next thing. But I think it's an invaluable role to take on and yeah. I feel so, so lucky to do even the little things because I know that it's contributing to something so much bigger yeah. than myself. And even if you don't have as supportive of a boss. I still think you will probably, or at least try to find someone within the company, even if it's just one person. Yeah. I mean, who does support you? Who, you know, tells you you're doing a good job? Mm -hmm. um, one person can change your life. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that one person does can change your life. Um, so don't, if it's not your direct boss, it's going to be someone. They don't even have to work at your company. Anyone who believes in you can be that person. Yeah. What is one of the most invaluable things you've learned from just watching Jess in action? Oh my god. I am not exaggerating when I say that Jess teaches me something every single day. Whether it is something about my job, whether it is something about her job, whether it's something about an assignment or a way to reach our reader, or whether it's just like the way she handles a situation or the way she greets someone when they walk in the door, I learn something from her every single day just by being around her. Mm -hmm. um, I think... The most valuable thing I have learned from her thus far, and I know I will continue to learn things from her forever, um, but I think it is her, she has this policy of radical transparency. Mm. She tells everyone all the time where she stands. Everyone knows where she stands all the time. And on ideas or on everything. If you pitch something and she like has an opinion about it, you know her opinion. And if there is some bad news that she has to tell that is like coming from corporate and she needs to bring it down to the lower levels, she'll tell you right away before she hears it, before you hear from someone else. Is she a Sagittarius? Um, she's a Virgo. Oh, okay. Close though. <laughs> um, but she, I think her policy of like proactive communication is so good for our team members because nobody's ever in the dark, nobody's ever guessing. There are no like politics or weird shady motives. It's just, she wants you to know all of the things that you can know because those are the tools you need to yeah. succeed. They're the tools you need to inform all the decisions you make henceforth. And I've even watched her improve at delegating. Like she'll give things up to people and kind of let them take control and she'll just do a Passover at the end. Like, mm -hmm. like watching her grow is as valuable for me as it is for her to actually yeah. grow. What do you do on top of your full-time job? 
Everything. <laughs> um, okay, so I am a content creator on Instagram. It's and a, how'd you get started um, on that? So it's actually kind of a random story, but um, a friend of mine who prefers to remain anonymous uh, sent one of my photos to Total Frat Move, um, and they reposted my picture my freshman year of college. That's such a college anecdote. Yeah, it is so <laughs> weird, and it like really says things. It speaks volumes about the day and age we live in. Um, but they reposted one of my photos and then I was private on Instagram at the time and I was getting a lot of follower requests, mostly from like dudes, which was Mm -hmm. like whatever. And that's like not the brand I was trying to build. And I wasn't even trying to build a brand back then. Right. This was all like weird and new to me. Um, but I, I was texting my mom and I remember being like, I think I'm just going to make my Instagram public because every time I go to like accept or decline the follower requests, my phone, like my Instagram crashes because it's mm. like the volume was so high and it was That's moving That's insane. So fast. How many do you think you got? Like um, hundreds? Well, so I think I can tell you. So I, I was at 1,500 followers when that happened and then I just made it public. And when you go public, you automatically accept the yeah. follower requests. And I was at like 5,500. Oh so, my god, that's insane. Yeah, it was like 4,000 hundreds. Which at the time was a huge amount for yeah. like any college girl because it like influencers were not really a huge thing yet. Um, yeah. This was like four years ago now. Wow. Um, so a couple weeks or months later, whatever, I was home on break and some um, small like homemade jewelry company, it was like a girl making necklaces and stuff out of her basement, um, reached out and she was like, hey, can I send you some jewelry and you'll like post about it on Instagram and I'll give you um, a code and what'll happen is every time someone puts the code in during purchase, they'll get a discount and it'll show me how many times someone buys with your code. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting, like sure, yeah, like. I could use some free jewelry, like whatever. I love free stuff. Yeah, like that's all the time I was like think that at the time that's all I was thinking about. I was like, oh, free stuff, like cool, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I did it once, and then a couple weeks later, she was like, can we do it again? And I was like, sure. Like you just want to give me free stuff? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And so she did, and then another company reached out, another company reached out, and then you know a couple months later, like real brands were reaching out and. Um, by my senior year of college, I was making more than $20,000 a year on Instagram. That's insane. Yeah. Um, it was great. And, and again, it's not my main focus right now. So I've lost some followers. I don't make the money I used to, mm-hmm. but, um, it's still a platform I'm really proud of because I feel like I really got in on the cutting edge of that industry and I learned a lot about it at a time when it was brand new. And I feel like I have a lot of really valuable insight because I've not only now worked on the influencer side, but also on the agency side, yeah. um, through some internships and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's been a really valuable experience for me in a lot of ways. And I still do a lot of work on there. Um, I have some partners that I am thrilled to work with all the time yeah. and they see really strong results from me, even though I don't have as many followers as I used to. Like I just worked with a jewelry company called Switch. It's basically rent the runway for jewelry. You can oh. rent designer jewelry. So I've been wearing this like amazing Chanel necklace Love. for three weeks now. Um, it costs $29 a month to rent that jewelry. So for, for $29, I've been wearing a Chanel necklace for three and a half weeks now. Insane. Insane. And I get so many compliments and people are like, where did you get that? And like, let me tell you. Um, so I did a post for them and they DM'd or I DM'd them and I was like, Hey, like, it looks like a lot of people are clicking that link. Like, can you tell me a little bit about the engagement you've gotten? This was like 56 minutes into my post being Mm. live. They were like, we have been astounded by the volume of like requests we've been receiving. We've worked with influencers with like a quarter million followers who we've seen less engagement from like what you just posted. Like we normally cap people at like 10 reference codes we're giving you unlimited because so many people have gotten back to us on this collaboration. And so like, that's something that I'm really proud of and excited about. And so influencers work will like never be something I stop doing. I don't think it's partially about the impact I'm making for the brand, but it's also, I'm telling girls like me about stuff that girls like me want. And like, that's exciting. And like that exposure I think is like really fun. And it's, it's a really exciting market to be in right Mm -hmm. now. So that's my first side hustle. And that's been the one that I've been doing for the longest um, and then I run an online boutique, uh, where I buy clothes wholesale and resell them on my account. It's basically, um, a curated collection of, mm-hmm. you know, clothing items I really like. 
And um, the reason for starting that, there are a couple reasons. One is that my followers come to my page a lot of times for fashion advice. Somewhere down the road, someone was like, why don't you monetize that? Like, people come here for you to tell them what to wear. Why don't you actually tell them what to wear? And why don't you make money doing it? And I'm like, interesting, interesting. (laughs) Um, And so basically what happened was I was applying for the job at Cosmo. And I was about to graduate from college. And I was like, there's a strong chance that I don't get this job. What if I don't get it? I'm not the kind of person who can sit still and do nothing. Me neither. And my mom was like, this is the time to do that boutique. Like, this is the time. Like, start it now. And if you don't get the Cosmo job, really hustle at this and make a, like, shit ton of money on it. And, you know, if you get a job, like, somewhere down the line, we'll figure it out then. But, like, you know, this is a really good backup plan. And I was like, that's a really good point. So... Um, we started, so I started looking at. So you started, myself. and your parents supported you. Did you have uh, yeah. anyone else kind of um, guiding you through this new like business endeavor? No, it was really. I mean, my mom was really like. It, she still is the biggest help. She's like my number one advisor. Um, she helps me with a lot of like administrative aspects of mm-hmm. it too. Like she helps me fulfill orders because my warehouse is like the guest room in my parents' house. Like I don't have the space in my New York apartment for this, so I like go home to New Jersey on weekends and like shoot photos and like fulfill orders and stuff like all the time so your room is um, now at home is basically a closet yes it's literally a closet i have a little brother okay um so we have a guest room and my room and his room Mm -hmm. and you know my parents room and um my guest room started out being the warehouse because i was living at home and then when i moved out and moved to new york we kind of put all that stuff in my bedroom it's still run out of my parents house and and it's so it's shockingly profitable for what it is like i'm so grateful for my you know the people who shop with me because you know they keep it alive and it's something that i it, it that i think is really fun and it's like a nice um, it's like a fun creative outlet yeah. for me. I get to curate collections of clothes and like make money. So how do you find them. the clothes? Um, so I buy them wholesale, which means there are two ways to do it. You can do it online, mm-hmm. which is basically like online shopping for yourself. But instead of buying one, you buy a bunch. Okay. Um, and there are like minimum requirements and stuff. Um, and then the other way you can do it is there are conventions where all these wholesale clothing brands will come together at, for example, there's one at the Javits Center that's huge. Okay. Um, and so in February, you go to the Javits Center. It's like a three-day convention. And you walk around and you, like, look at items and you can try them on. And um, you can, like, talk to the wholesalers about it. And, like, there are actual people there. Yeah. And you can kind of, like, build your collection in person there. It's a really, really involved process. But it's a lot of fun because as much as I like, you know, clothes, I also like shopping. Yeah. And, like... It's like a way to shop, but it's it's instead of just spending money, you're spending money as an investment, and then mm-hmm. you make more than that back. So it's um and you're curating something that adds on to your brand, right? Pull it yeah. all together. Um, yeah, all the clothes are things that I do wear in my mm-hmm. daily life. Like all the stuff I buy, I buy because I like it before anything else. Like yeah. the number one criteria criterion for me is it's something I would wear in my daily life. So when I buy clothes that I'm selling to people. I take one item out of stock every single time to put in my wardrobe. And so, like, if people ask me on the street, like, where I got my sweater, I'm like, oh, like, it's from my online boutique. Here's my card. And, like, honestly, oh, it's like free card. advertising. Yeah, business, I have it on me if you want it. Do you, have, um, do you have a business card just for... It's called Eat Brunch Club, right? Yes. So the boutique is called The Brunch Club. Brunch Club. Um, the Instagram is Eat Brunch Club, okay. and the website is Shop The Brunch Club. So it's my business card. It says on one side, Brunch Club, and then the other side says, Samantha Fair, founder, president, mm. and then my contact info, yeah. and then the um, Instagram info and website info for it, the boutique. Um, so it has my name, but it's mostly associated. It has my contact information, yeah. but it's mostly associated just with the boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have a separate business card for Cosmo. My fourth job, which is my third side hustle, I'm a branding and digital marketing consultant for a company called Vmora. Um, What's and Vmora? Company, it supports emerging fashion designers. Okay. So with resources, funding, um, connections, designs, like pattern making, production, like everything you would need to start your own clothing label. Mm-hmm. So if you have in your brain, like, you're like, I just have this concept for a clothing item that I would love to, like, turn into real life. And it's not something where you can just, like, slap a logo on a T-shirt. It's yeah. like, I have this, like, amazing design for a dress that I, like, want to produce, whatever. Um, this company will 
give you consulting. So they'll give you like a step-by-step process on like how to get going with that. They'll make patterns for you. They'll um, help you produce it. Like the, you know, designs, like they have an office in the garment district. So they'll walk you to their producers and like, um, they'll help you through the stages of production. They'll help you with your finances and they'll help you with like graphic design. They'll help you with the logo. So, Mm -hmm. um, my job as a branding consultant is we have like a brand identity package where we essentially, someone will have an idea and we'll build out the branding and marketing for them. Um, so I will help them with designing a logo, coming up with a name for their brand, coming up with like you know, like hang tag logos, like running their Instagram, like that kind of stuff. Um, a color palette, typefaces, like everything from top to bottom. Um, it's a company that when I was first introduced to the founder, Anna, um, how'd you meet her? My boyfriend. (laughs) Networking again, Um, even if it's through the BF. Yeah. Like he's cute, but he also has that business connect. (laughs) So he introduced us and then we kind of took it from there. We met up, um, we had a phone call and then we had a, an in-person meeting. And mm-hmm. at the end of the in-person meeting, she was like, I'd love to move forward with this. And I was like, same, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, but her, the business really resonates with me because it's all about helping people take their dreams from like just a thought in their brains mm-hmm. to something tangible in, in a business that they can make money on. And now I'm working with her on all kinds of things. We have several clients that we work with together. And you know, when I get home at night, it's not like, Ugh, like I have more shit to do. It's like, now I have like this creative outlet where like if I didn't really get to do anything creative at work today like now's my chance like I get to like do graphic design and like hop on the phone with all these people who are so passionate about their ideas and like so excited about their products and like that's just contagious all these side hustles are you know sometimes it's hard to find a strike a balance like sometimes I forget to sleep or I forget to eat dinner how do you balance everything and still have a life honestly I am inspired as fuck by the people who surround me. <laughs> everyone I work with at Cosmo, everyone I work with at Vmore, everyone I communicate with on Instagram, whether it's a brand or a follower or a friend, and everyone who you know buys from my store and like talks to me about the products and is like excited to hear from me and to like be a part of this like business I'm creating. Um, those are the people who motivate me to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm strung out sometimes. And like, yeah, I sometimes forget to eat lunch or dinner. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm ravenous. I need to eat a Big Mac. Like (laughs) shit like that happens and like whatever. But I'm never going to have as much energy as I do right now at 22 with like, you know, no kids and like very few responsibilities besides like my job and myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I basically have to take care of myself so that enough so that I survive and I need to do what I do well. Yeah. Um, and so like to have that energy and to not use it to its full potential to me would be a waste. Um, and the people around me are so excited about what I'm doing and what they're doing and what we're doing together that it's easy for me to like find the energy and motivation to like make time for it. We're just so excited to be working that we'll be working until like one o'clock in the morning. And then I'm like, I have to hang up. I'm like going to work in six hours. And they're like, oh yeah, like me too. <laughs> so how do you make time for friends, for going out, for like being 22 and in the city? Um, well, there are some sacrifices involved to, mm-hmm. you know, in having a full-time job and three side hustles. Like, there's not a lot of time. But, um, you know, you prioritize the things that you need in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm having a really hard week and I know that my time is going to be better spent, like, venting to, like, one of my best friends or, like, even just getting a drink with one of my best friends and, you know, hearing about their life and, like, learning about a project they're working on instead of, like, thinking about my own and, like, getting yeah. in my own head, um... Sometimes you just need that more than you need to be working on your own mm-hmm. shit. So in those instances, I prioritize that kind of stuff. And it's just all about where you, where your needs are the strongest. But um, a trick I have for when I like really need that and I'm like struggling to find the time is I put it in my work calendar. Like I'll have like SEO meeting at 4.30 and then like I know Jess is leaving at like 6.00. And I have a project that I need to get done before then. And so I'll be like, I could probably get out of here at like 6, 6.30. I'll probably get home by like 7. Or I could like go to dinner with my friend at 7. And so mm-hmm. I'll text my friend and be like, are you around for dinner tonight at 7? Or like tomorrow at 7, whenever it is. And if they say yes, I will like make a meeting in my calendar and put them on the invite and like write where it's going to be. And just like the mental thing of like putting it in my calendar is like 
to me, it creates more of a commitment than just like a verbal, like, yeah, "Yeah, let's go get dinner. So easy to be like, oh, like, I'm kind of tired. I had a long day. Like, let's reschedule. Self-care and like that kind of relationship building and like maintenance Mm -hmm. is just as important as your SEO meeting at the end of the day. It's just, you know, important in a different way. Yeah. So if you treat it with the same priority, then you get it done. Drinks with your girls are necessary. If you need that. You sometimes need that more than you need to go and to we work. Need, I mean, we needed this too. <laughs> we needed this. And I sent you an eCal invite for tonight, so. And I would have forgotten if you didn't. So thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Everything is more work when you like, if it's 7 p.m. and you have dinner at 7 p.m. and then all of a sudden you have to like, figure out between 7 o'clock and 7.01, like, what to eat, who to eat with, like, where to get this mm-hmm. food, if it's groceries or if it's, like, a like a restaurant, like, whatever. If you have to figure that all out on the spot, like, it's going to take a lot longer than you plan. It's going to take more time out of your day. It's going to take a lot more mental and emotional energy out of yeah. you. If you have that all in your calendar written out and, like, planned out before you go to do it, you can just do it on autopilot. Like, so what about boys? Boys. Boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. I was in New York and I was meeting people and I was dating casually because I was like, like whatever, like none of these Hair people. Hair Bradshaw, Sex and City vibes. Yeah, like I, like I don't know, like it was just like I would go on a couple of dates and you know not feel like an intense spark and like whatever and like yeah, I'm down to like continue going on dates and like dating casually was fun and like it was nice to meet new people mm-hmm. and like go to drinks and like learn about people, um, but more for the sake of learning about people yeah. than like you know finding love like. I was really focused on myself and like what made me happy. Um, And so I met my current boyfriend through a mutual friend of ours. And after we hung out a couple of times, I was like, oh, like this is making me happy. Like Mm -hmm. this is making my life better. And like, he's good for me. And he's really supportive of my career. Like he is the person who introduced me to my boss at my consulting gig. And like, listen, relationships are not always butterflies and rainbows and everything's easy all the time. Like I know that from you know, being in past relationships, but, um, and that's not always a, it's not always a bad thing if there's like a disagreement or like something like that. But, um, I'm just kind of in a place in my life where if it's not making my life better, I don't want it no matter what it is. Like if it's a friendship or a relationship or, you know, a habit, like that's not adding to my life. Like I don't have time for that. And I'm moving in such a positive direction and I'm so happy with what I'm doing right now that anything that might hold me back is something that I don't, have time for yeah um and so I met him and things just very naturally became like really good like we spend a lot of time together but we don't get tired of each other and Mm -hmm. we're always like bouncing business ideas off of each other and it doesn't even feel like pulling our weight because it's easy and natural but it feels like grown up um, as compared to I always say that it feels more sophisticated and like adult Mm. than any relationship I've ever been in goals yeah (laughs) you'll meet him you'll like him he's a good boy (laughs) Um, maybe you'll get him on the podcast. He's got a radio voice too. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> we Sorry. should. We'll have like a like guy gaze podcast. Oh my god, that would be so cute. <laughs> yeah, have us back. I'll just come and drink wine, and you can have him on the show. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a relationship when I met him, and, and I feel like that's what everybody says. Yeah, it comes when you're least expecting it. And especially totally. you were in this. I mean, I just moved to the city a little bit later than you in September, and you know, you have this whole new life and you're thrown into work and it's all so new. It was literally the, within the first six months of my brand new job, I was still trying to like make my way, meet people, make a really good impression. The last thing I wanted to, was like a boy to like divert my focus. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I knew it was going to be something worth pursuing was instead of diverting my focus, he helped me like harness it Mm -hmm. and like hone it. And he was like, you're so strong in these areas. Like, like if there's anything I can do to help I'm gonna do it and like these are areas that like I want to help you grow in and like I never once felt like he was like taking me away from my passions or taking me away from Cosmo or like taking me away from like things I was interested in pursuing just because like it meant less time for him and more time for work he allows you to be like independent yeah and like he is too like he's so business-minded and I feel like um we're just a really good pair in that sense and I feel like he makes me better and in a lot of ways I feel like we're just really good for each other. Um, I think that was a really great reflection. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it's like sometimes you realize things for the first time and you're like, damn, I got to text him and be like, I'm grateful for you. (laughs) Like Back to um, the gaze of the week. Gratitude. Yes. Yeah. We just had our gratitude moment. Gratitude moment of the day. Well, which also is a perfect segue into the gaze goals of the week. 
Oh, I wrote down so many for this. <laughs> I know you have Girl, a lot. I got you. So okay. each podcast is released or each episode is released on Sundays. So we're helping cure Sunday scaries. We want to start the week Thank off God. on a positive note. There should be like something you can take to cure Sunday scaries. Not in a druggy way. Just like there should be something that eliminates Sunday scaries. I guess it's just this. like listening to the podcast, you right. know, this and then realizing things. So. Yeah. Quoting Kylie Jenner there. <laughs> right? yeah. she, should she say that one time? I'm probably. I think. Like, she said New a lot of things. She says, I quote everything she says. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> what is your gaze goal of the week? Okay, I have a couple um, that I'm going to do, and then I have a couple that I advise to my followers that I've tried out in the last couple weeks that have worked really well. Mm-hmm. One of them is every time I'm in transit, like I'm walking to the subway or like I'm in Uber, I call my mom. And it doesn't have to be your mom. It just, it like anyone could be your best friend or your boyfriend, someone you're just like really, really comfortable with and you can like fully be yourself with and just tell them everything. My mom knows everything about me in my life. Like she and I are just truly best friends. She is on my wavelength in a way that nobody else in my life is. And so every time I pick up the phone, it's not even like, hey, how are you? It's like, so I had this meeting today. Like we just like hop right into that. <laughs> no, that's like literally the same. Shout out, mom! I don't tell you enough, but I love you, mom. We love you. Honestly, calling my mom and just like even just like talking through my day and being like, "Here's what I'm doing today. Tell me about what you're doing today." It kind of like puts me in a productive mindset and is like this person who's basically like talking to myself. And I vent my frustrations with her and like she gives me advice. That to me is such a valuable conversation, even if it's 30 seconds long, like before I get on the train. 100%. Or if it's like an hour when I get home at and night. And she's also the first person who wants to hear about your day yeah, she, too. And yeah, the only person who will like love you unconditionally <laughs> for it. So like, yeah, she's a good Every person to talk to. Every single painstaking um, detail. Yeah. <laughs> And I also, like, I always recommend, like, a couple minutes of self-reflection every day, Mm. like I said earlier, whether it's in the form of, like, meditation or, like, texting your friend to be like, I'm grateful for you. It's kind of like a meditative experience, but it's basically a moment of self-reflection where you're like, here's something that, like, I did today that was productive or something that happened to me today that I'm grateful for. Um, Just spending five minutes, like, thinking about that, I think it has really, like, opened up my mindset and, like, made me a better, like, a better, happier, more open person. Um... So my thing this week that I'm going to do, that's my self-care goal, and this is a little bit niche. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, It even stresses some people out, but for me, it's like a happy place. I love to cook, um, and I struggle to find time to do it Mm -hmm. because you have to buy groceries. You have to plan out what you're getting. Um, you have to plan out like what you're going to cook and then it like takes time to actually cook it before you eat it. So if you're hungry at eight, you can't just like start cooking at eight. I am in such a happy place when I'm cooking because all of my attention and energy are, is like, it's all focused on like measurements and like a two minute timer on this thing. And like for however long I'm cooking, I'm not constantly checking my phone for notifications and I'm not necessarily even communicating with people like those minutes that I am cooking I really get to spend with myself Mm -hmm. focusing on something that doesn't require a lot of like emotional energy so for me it's just like I'm going through the basic motions of like following a recipe but like it allows my mind to kind of decompress Mm -hmm. and like instead of like honing in on this like one thing whether it's like overanalyzing something I said earlier or like an issue that I had at work or like even something good I had at work that I'm like totally overthinking it's like when you're on the subway and like you have no service so you can't like text it's like that for me that totally resets my brain to be productive the next day like it just takes everything off my mind like lets me kind of reset and restart and re-energize and then the next day I just started fresh and was like in a totally different much clearer mindset and it felt really good so I'm going to do that again this week. I think it's important to find something that helps you clear your mind and for some people it's working out for other people you know it's doing whatever for me I've actually last week I did this once I woke up 30 minutes before I usually do and I like rolled out my yoga mat and did not even for that long I mean I was just like stretching and Focusing yeah. on my breathing, not looking at my phone. Right. It wasn't even like an exercise yoga, just like a like a wake up, like yeah. clear and, mind yoga. Yeah. And it was just, it was so worth it to wake myself up 30 minutes prior. And then, you great. know, I made myself coffee before even, usually when I first wake up, the first thing I do is I open my laptop and I immediately answer emails really? because I have a lot of people that I have to answer yeah. to, like right away. And there's that guilt if you don't and... respond right away that's like nagging. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was it was really nice to wake up with a clear mind and to not 
be stressed out right away because once I wake up with that mindset of, okay, I'm taking a deep breath, I'm focusing on my breath, I'm not focusing on the stresses of the day yet, it helped me like navigate through the emails and it was just much more calm. Yeah, I feel like starting your day with a clear, calm mind puts you in a really good position to tackle challenges as they arise. You know, because then an, like an issue will come up at work and it won't totally derail you. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like, okay, like I'm equipped to handle this. It's a bump in the road, but like I have the tools I need to succeed and to get around it and I'll just apply them. Exactly. Versus like if you wake up and you're hurried and you're immediately starting out with like stressful stuff and like you handle issues right off the bat without like taking a moment to collect yourself. It's really Even easy the smallest to be derailing. Yeah. Will They'll just fuck up you all day. You. Exactly. Yeah. And then honestly, once something goes really wrong and you're in that mindset, it throws you off for the rest of the day and you're what worse off for handling other issues. So positive mindset, guys, whether it's at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, both if yeah. you're if you're better than we are. If you're an amazing girl gazer. <laughs> We're like, God damn, teach me your ways. You need that moment of reflection and gratitude. Bring it back yeah. all the way full circle. Full circle, girl. Well, thank you, Sam, so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. I know we had a little technical difficulty over here. That's okay. It meant more wine. But exactly. Which more you guys wine. Tell Kept on flowing. Now. I feel like I'm, <laughs> all my words are stringing together. But Two glasses of wine in a weeknight. I also I'm wanted down. to thank all of you guys for tuning in make sure you tune in not next sunday but the following sunday as i publish these podcasts bi-monthly and make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review and if you want to follow along behind the scenes it's at girl gaze pod and at taylor bradford and sam one last plug <laughs> at samantha fair on instagram that's f as in frank e-h-e-r which is what I said to all like when I'm like doing it on the phone I'm like my last name is Fair F as in Frank E-H-E-R it's like a whole thing but if you can spell it and follow me then hit my DMs tell me you found me on Girl Gaze Podcast and we'll chat and thanks so much we'll see you next time bye bye